three Bond girls in a film. Yeah. Bond has to have them all, but the, th- <laughs> the third one, not until the very end. Like it has to be like at the very end or in the credits. Wait, who, who made this up? Roald Dahl and Ian Fleming. Really? Yeah. Like it was the original Yeah, plan. that was like the original treatment of all the stories. Imagine if the formula was that easy for life. Right. Three Bond girls yeah. and and uh, a Walter PPK. Yeah, I'll take that. That's all you need. And a mock turtleneck. All right. Uh, Tuesday, October the 20th. 20th of October. Oh, it's brisk here. Brisk. Is it getting cool? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, it was quite cold up here. It was like 36 degrees in the morning. Was it quite cold? Quite cold. Quite cold. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a in the I think it was in the high thirties, low forties. Yeah, this yeah. morning uh, there were crazy contrails in the sky this morning. It, come on, it must have gotten in Rancho Cucamonga. How cold did it get? I don't know, eighty. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably in the sixties. That's as cold as it got. Like even in the winter, in the mornings 50s in the maybe. winter. Yeah, okay, 50s maybe. So thirties is cold for you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's a little cold, but I have, I have, you know, I've got, I need to get some gloves, but I have, I have my coat. Uh, it is uh, the 20th of October. It is episode 182. 182. Like Turk. Right. Did you like that movie? No. Yeah. I, however, the problem is I really like him. Timothy Hutton can do Timothy no H- wrong in my book. What is it? Uh, Tippett Canoe and Tyler New. Isn't that what, what that was? What was that? What he spray painted all over? Him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, and then it was Tyler Flu that he was doing like the graffiti on the uh, on the subway trains. What a what a weird thing! What a weird, weird movie. Thing. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Who are we? What is this? <laughs> We're in a rabbit hole. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> this does not bode well That's for right. the next twenty four hours. Buckle up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it is uh, one eighty two. Jeffrey Sidoris in D.C., Bill Wadman in New York. Yep. And uh, we're starting with, uh, this is on Taking Pictures, your weekly dose of photographic morphine. magic. Or, morphine. <laughs> That's right. You're strung out on photography. You're here. Um, self-promotion. Okay, we're starting with self. Oh, we're jumping right in, huh? Jumping in. Okay. Jumping in. Where do, where do you want to start? Uh, well, you know, okay. So uh, I, I've got to correct you. Okay. Gotta, what did I, I do? Correct you. Well, because you, you made a little snarky comment about uh, a photo editor, that the only way you could get on there was by having like chocolate bars and action figures. And, uh, oh, I was making a joke about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, yes. good. But he, uh, does, he does show a lot of that stuff. He does, he does show some. I, I, would, I would say it's a very small percentage. Yeah, I, uh, I don't – I, I honestly – I mean I go to that site, but I don't go to the site religiously. So I, yeah, I, I follow I, him yeah. on Instagram and most of it is just terrific work. Yep. Rob, good eye. Yeah. Um, postcards mailers every once in a while he'll get something like he got a chocolate bar the other day yeah Um, yeah 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 but you know so so let's let's talk about uh your decision i've been thinking about this okay um and i wanted to ask you about it i was going to save it for the q a show but but we can talk a little bit about um to my recollection, and, yeah. and please correct me if I'm wrong, but yep. to my recollection, this is the first mass mailing that I remember you doing since we started doing the show. 
Uh, I do not do that many like physical mailers. It's okay. true. Um, so, so the, the, maybe the question, one a year. Yeah. Uh, really? So you've done them since we've doing, been doing the show? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I probably haven't done one in like two years, but I used to do them like okay. once a year, every six months. All right. Yeah. So I, I just didn't remember. Yeah. So I guess, first of all, question. Yeah. Why now? Okay. What do you, what do you, what are, what are the goals? What are you trying to get to? Sure. Uh, why a postcard versus sort of a multi-page thing other than cost? Well, I know cost it's is more a big expensive. element of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, the one thing I did have for the, for the other show, but I think it's still, a, you know, it's applicable here is, is how do you go about selecting what you want to represent you? Yeah. Because and- I, I think a lot of people out there, we've gotten several questions around that, uh, Tom in Michigan even left a voicemail. How do you choose this is how I want you, the world, or you, the professional world, to see me? Yeah, that's – I mean that's a question um, – that question is is very much the same as, as you know, how do you choose what images are in your portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in your portfolio, you've got multiples. Yeah. This time, you've got one. I mean okay. how many different cards did you send out first of all? Six. Okay. Six different images. Okay. Um, but each person uh, only gets one, right? Each person only gets one. Yeah. Okay. So just to, to, to just be clear about what I actually did. I only sent, I sent out 50 cards mm-hmm. to 50 people, six different images. Um, I did not choose the people I sent them to, nor did I choose the, well, I chose the pictures on them, but uh, my agent rec- said, I said, I want to send out some cards. I said, do you have any suggestions of what images you think would work? And she gave me, you know, six or eight, and I chose, I think, four or five of hers and a couple of mine, I think, or one, something like that. Okay. Uh, so, so some of the questions you're asking are questions that I did not end up making those decisions because I don't have a good answer to how to make those decisions, you know, hmm. but, but it is, but it is tough, right? I mean, look, you, you cater somewhat to what you're looking for. If you're sending your stuff to GQ, you're, you know, you're better off sending a guy in a suit who looks well-pressed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some of that sort of catering stuff. If you're sending it to like a healthcare thing, well, maybe something I shot for pause or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, now, do, do you have a conversation with your agent about here's the type of work I want or does she have a conversation with you more like here's the type of work you need? Well, no, we've we've had the conversations before of like what the kind of work that I want to go for. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think the stuff that I shoot speaks a lot to the kind of work I want to go for. You know, you can you can look at my stuff and go, oh, yeah, that would make sense here or there. And like, OK, well, let's go for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the thing I wanted to do a lot of times. Well, here, let me back up. It used to be that people sent out a lot of these sort of hard mailers. Right. Um, my f- friend of the show, Randy Duchesne, sends out thousands of these things a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has it very automated where he prints them up. And I think he even, I think he uses like labels and just sticks a label on them and sends them out basically just like getting, you know, any piece of postcard in the mail. Um, but he sends out tons and tons of them. And, and while that worked for a long time, like he saw, uh, uh, as I recall, I think he was telling me he like, he just, it didn't work as well when email started becoming more popular, you know, like mm-hmm. eight, eight years ago or so. And then everyone was sending emails. The problem is all these people get hundreds of emails a day from random right. photographers they have to look at. And the I would use- think the print versions would, would be sort of the, the, the exception now to the rule and get noticed more that that's my theory. 
right? That, that I get in the door. And the other thing I did was I, not only did I hand address, but I hand noted all of Mm -hmm. them, you know, Hey Jeffrey, like, thanks for taking a look at my work. You know, would love to blah, 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 blah. You know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Um, so, so then it's, then it's not even just like, Oh, look, he just slapped labels on a bunch of postcards and sent them out. He chose to send them to, you know, you, you're not writing handwritten things to 500 people. So, right. you know, okay, well, maybe that gets you somewhere. And then I sent them out now. And then maybe when I get back in 10 days, I send an email to them and just say, hey, you know, just following up on the postcard I sent a couple weeks ago, would love to, you know. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a two-prong approach is, is sort of my theory. Yeah, that, yeah, I that guess- maybe gets noticed because it's the exception, like you said. One of my questions was about follow-up. And if you're only doing these <clears throat> one – Every couple of years, how I'm going effective. to, well, I'm going to, well, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, this isn't my only, mm-hmm. I mean, there are emails that get sent out. My agent sends out that she makes little booklets up of me and the other people who she, you know, sends those out. So it's not just like it's the stuff that I do. Isn't the only stuff that people ever see theoretically of me. Um, and, and the idea of sending a single image versus maybe, a, a, an accordion folded thing with all six images, <laughs> Does it come down to cost and ROI or does your agent think that one image is more effective because if they like one, then they're going to go and see uh, more or for, how does that decide it? For me, it's a it's a cost, not a, just a cost thing, but just like an ease of, you know, everything. I mean, there's the cost of getting them printed. There's dealing with getting the design right. Um, mm-hmm. I had these cards printed at Moo and I like Moo's quality, like of their images, where if I send things to, I don't know, say Vistaprint or one of those places, it's like I've gotten good stuff from them and I've gotten stuff where I've been like, eh, you know, so it's like you, trying you, to, you know what I was thinking? What? You know what I was thinking? <clears throat> I mocked up one for you. Oh, I you should did? send it to you. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 uh, it's seven images. Okay. And they're all, it's accordion fold yeah. and it's images on one side and on the back side, it's just giant type Bill Wadman photographs. Just one big, long thing. Just one big, long thing. I like that. We should do that. You know? Yeah. And I thought, I thought cause then you're, you're like standing there. You've got, you've got arms out three feet or so. And you flip it over and boom. And you flip it over and it's just Bill and it's the URL. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's a good idea. We should do it. You know, smack yeah. them over the head with you. Yeah, yeah, And I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's just it's just like getting this stuff in front of them. But but then again, I'm sure there's other people who say, well, the minute you do accordion thing and they have to actually like pull apart a little tab to even pull it apart, they're just going to throw in the, like 90% of these things will probably get thrown in the trash without anybody looking at them, you mm. know, which mm. is the daunting thing about the whole the sure. whole affair is that it just, it feels very futile. Right. And if you, I mean, I, I'm going to start doing probably a set of these a month mm-hmm. going forward. Um, so I'm trying to, to, to create, and is there a strategy where you can gauge how effective or how ineffective well, they that, are? Or that how, is how the problem. With, that? That's the problem with the postcards is that you have no idea whether they saw them or not, which is the, right. which is the only way to, uh, is they is may to not s- even get to the person. They may, they may end up in the round file at the receptionist desk. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, or, yeah. or even, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I don't have time to look at these today. Like, Oh, you know, I'll deal with tomorrow's yeah. and just yeah. trash them all. Um, and maybe they're in a bad mood and maybe they got in a fight with their spouse or you know, you have, you have no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I send out 50, maybe three people like take a good look at it. And maybe even they go to my site, you know, and then I send an email to those 50 people and maybe one of them gets back to me and says, yeah, come on in and t- we'll, t- we'll talk or whatever. You, you know, know what? I got it. I got an idea. What, what do you got? An idea? Here's what you got. 
It'd be expensive as hell, but it'd be really cool. So you get a coffee mug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Bill Wadman photographs on the coffee mug. Yeah. But you put it in a box and on all six sides of the box are your photographs. Oh, I see. So they open so it they up have and then to there's open a mug up the inside. Box, but, but they're looking at all six of your photographs. Yeah. 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 That's free. That's I wonder how you. much this is going to cost. That's for you. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. The, the breakfast people, the people who did the, um, thread, the thread. board, yeah. Yeah. they made up, they made a uh, phone, little red phones that they hid cell phones into. Right. And so you sent it to a client and they pick up the receiver and it instantly calls them. Nice. You know, which is nice, but like probably cost them two hundred dollars yeah. a piece to How make. How many of those did they get back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's it's all it's all you know how you do it, and and you know, I just I wanted to get something out before I left, just sort of I felt antsy, so I, I got some made up and sent them out. It's it's fine. You know, the thing I've noticed is that my handwriting is terrible, just because I never write. Right. You know, my handwriting was never great to begin with, but. It's just like I make stupid mistakes while writing, you know, like I jump over letters and stuff, you know, just because I'm you just sort have of Craig make you a Bill Wadman font. <laughs> I've thought about that, actually, actually yeah. having having the handwritten note actually printed on the thing, too. Right. So all I got to right. do is put in the name. Yeah. <laughs> e Wadman dot OTF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's that that's the idea. Um right. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'll, you know, I'll let you guys know. But it, but again, this is, it's all about at a certain t- point, it's all about consistency and just like throwing it out there and throwing it out there and throwing it out there. Well, why? Okay. That brings a, another question. Why now? Why, why, why have you decided now that this is how I need to, to go from here? This is what's going on when, when maybe they didn't work in the past or, you know, you, you, you've, kind of hinted that you don't really like mailers for for some of the reasons we talked about that yeah. it's hard to get them in front of people you don't know if they're going to be read they it does it know. sucks but the the problem is the alternative is that no one hears about me right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i and i think that's the doing any of this self-promotion stuff does feel very futile mm-hmm. and and so it sort of stops you from doing it but then the flip side is that like if you don't say anything then you've no, how is anybody going to hear about you? So you kind of have to do a little bit of that stuff. And I'm trying to come to terms with that mentally and just sort of find a way to accept it for what it is. It's just like a part of doing business. And like, I, I'm not, I will never get to the point. I don't think where, where I'm just sort of trading on the hype. Cause I don't like that, but I figure, you know, wait, what? Wait, wait, back up for a second. What do you mean by that? Um, what hype? What hype are you referring to? Where, where, where I'm all just saying how great I am all the time. Like, I, mm-hmm. I also don't like the people who play that out, or at least I don't want to be one of those kind of people. And, uh, cause it's just, it's just not me. Um, so I'm trying to find a way. I, I think that my, um, I think my work is good enough to where if I get it in front of people and get noticed, well then, you know, my work speaks for itself. So I just have to do that. You know what I mean? All right. What about um, this? I got another idea for you. Yep. Another idea. You you know people uh, that have interesting spaces where you could you could hang some work. Yes. Uh, sure. For the sake of argument, yeah. Okay. So what if you did? What if you did? Uh, maybe maybe five, uh, or four or five of these of these reflection distorted yeah. pictures, right? Like big ones. Yeah, and print them like forty by sixty. Right. Right. Just yep. giant. Yeah. And then and then you have a grid 
of maybe, you know, <clears throat> eight by 10, 11 by 14s of some of your your uh, 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 portrait work, more okay. commercial work, more yep. more editorial kind of work. And instead of sending out mailers just to, to look at you, maybe you have an event and you invite people to the event like a showcase, like actors do with a showcase. Uh, yes, but I would say that no one would come. <laughs> or no mm. one I would invite would come. Mm. Um, that That is, I mean, look, all these people get invites to hundreds of, of events you know, that's like, yes, if, if I knew people who could get people to come, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but yes, it's true. People do it. Um, and like you and, hook them, you hook them with, with the painterly sure, kind of fine sure. arty kind of thing. And then you're like, oh, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like my, the opening for my travel show a few years ago was, was good. I mean, it was like, you know, people out on the street in front of it, you know, like it was a big. Okay. So maybe you use that. Maybe maybe you say, Hey, from, you know, from the guy who brought you drabbles. Yeah. 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 Something around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it is, it's, it's all, you just, you can't, you can't, mm, how do I say this? I, I have to learn and, and everyone who's listening has to learn that just because someone says no, doesn't mean that your work is bad. This is true. And I feel like that is the daunting thing. You know, you go to somebody and you're like, please hire me. And they go, mm, no, but th- they may be saying no for a myriad reasons, right? Like you, you have no idea why they say no. And, mm-hmm. and, and, right. you know, they may say no because they don't need you right now. They may say no because their daughter's their photographer. They may say no because they don't like your style because it reminds them of some guy they knew five years ago and they wanted a bad date and that was on the wall or, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Right. Or maybe they really just don't like you, which is fine because there probably is somebody who does like you and, and everyone gets turned down. Right. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, the trick to, I think the trick to self-promotion is just to, you know, when, when I used to, I used to do a lot of online dating, you know, a decade ago. Um, and I went on a lot of dates. Like I went on nine dates in one week once, like crazy. So a lot of first dates, a lot of first dates and, yeah. and a number of second dates, but like, yes, a lot of first dates. And I talk to people now and, and who friends of mine who are single or whatever it is. And they're like, Oh, you know, I went on a date or two and it didn't work out and I'm giving up and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, here's the thing. It's a numbers game. Sure. You know, well, it's not a life is a numbers game, right? It's not about meeting the, the, the one guy that day or the yep. one girl yep. that day. It's like, it's, it's about, you know, going out there and meeting lots of people and maybe the guy you don't like, you meet his best friend and his best friend's a nice guy or what have you. Or maybe you become really good friends with that guy and he's your best friend for the rest of your life. Like right. you, you don't. And so uh, the, the I, I am trying to shift my thinking so that marketing becomes not a a trial or an opportunity to be disappointed. Right. Well, you've got to let it not be a dirty word, too. You got to yeah. yeah, 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 let yeah. business yeah. not right. go. Ugh. That's, well, yeah, that's, and, you've and got that kind of knee jerk reaction to it. I, I I do at times, and and the trick to doing that is to do the kind of self promotion that doesn't make me feel that way. You know, like getting it out there and being proud of what I do, but but not being PT Barnum about it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so so yeah. So anyway, this is all this is all like a big stew of this stuff, um, and I don't know. 
Does that answer your questions? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I just think it's a great topic. It is. Um, it's, it's, but it's, it's but something it's a, that we we don't really talk about a lot. No, and and, and um, we get a, we get a lot of questions about this stuff. You know, like yeah, how, do, how do you get your stuff seen? How do you get stuff noticed? How do you get a gal? Uh, I think Lauren Shin or somebody wrote in this, like you know, how do you get a gallery? So it's like, pff, well, you know. You know, it's like, well, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you meet your mate? It's right. like, well, that could be any myri- you know, any number now, of ways. Now, will this, will, will, okay. Uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, your social media channels, yes. how you're using social media. Um, will that change now? Uh, because it, it, and, and there are a couple different ways I, I want to go at this or I want to ask you about it because- yeah. Your let's say for your your Instagram feed, for example, yeah, is is more of uh, sort of random things snapshots. I see. Yeah, yeah, things that you see. Yeah, is, is there is there a, a a challenge or or a call to use your Instagram uh, feed as more of a a professional uh, promotional tool? Or do you, do you do you want to keep those two things separate? Do you do you not see that they should be uh, the same thing? I hmm. uh, I I like I like the current uh, Instagram account that I have to just be you know stuff I see. Right. Uh, just because it's like, oh, look at that neat picture. Boom. It's like you know, I if I take a picture of some staircase or something like that. That's not going to be something that goes in my portfolio. Sure, sure, sure. So, so is it just like a fun thing that I want to share with the you know whatever people who who follow me? Sure. Um, you're saying something more where I'm sharing work that I do for other people or or bigger yeah. things that I and do. I, I, I mean, and I maybe use... the answer to that is a second a second thing, a Bill right. Wadman photography Instagram feed where it is my more formal work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or maybe you mix it in with this and that's the way to go. I mean, right. I, I guess, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hadn't really thought I, about it. If I'm it. following you on Instagram. Yeah. Solely on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, yeah. without clicking through in your profile and, sure. and without being, I mean, Instagram, I think needs to have links in, in body text, but without having to go to your profile and click a link there that yep, I think yep. it's silly that they don't, but whatever. Um, but if I, if people solely follow you on, followed you on Instagram, they'd have no idea of the work I do of, yep, yep. Uh, that you are actually, yep. you know, a commercial or, or, yeah, or editorial true. photographer. Um, but at the same time, like when I first started doing this stuff, uh, I, I tried putting up a few things. Um, and, 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 and like, I don't know. It felt it was weird. In fact, you even said like, "Are you going to put up stuff that's on your blog or on your? With you, are you going to cross post from your blog too?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, some people don't like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's so it's it's. I don't know what the answer to that is. You know, well, it's it, the answer is each platform has different audiences. That's that's the long and short of it, right? But 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 if somebody goes to like, there are a lot of people not on Instagram who may go visit my blog every once in a while to go see the new stuff I put up. Sure, agreed. you know. So, you know, if I put it up there and then I also take the say one of those mylar pictures just as an example, and I stick it up on my Instagram feed, although I have to be careful because there's nudity in them. Um, yeah, I think you could get away with most of this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. How does that work? Because theoretically, you're not supposed to, right? 
you're not I think I think the 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 rub is with with nipples on Instagram. Okay, even if they're weird distorted whatever nipples. See, I, well that's the thing. Is you've got this one here where you can see the girl with with I think she had uh she had bars, piercings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but it's so distorted that would they have a problem with it? I mean, yes, technically that's, you know, there are breasts there, but who knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so so yeah, I mean, could could I put those up there too? Yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I, I feel like I need to decide though. I think a hodgepodge mixture of work that I do seriously and work I just snap away on my phone while I'm walking around uh in the same feed, I don't know that that is. It feels like the. I feel be- like that's competing. Yes, and the best Instagram feeds are seem to be the ones where people are really consistent. In, in, Agreed. It almost like a in almost a weird, crazy way where it's like these are pictures of my golden retriever. That's it. Well, you know, okay, or this, these this, are, yeah, it kind of gets know. us back to. I had a terrific conversation with Keatley about it, and he his point of view is people follow Instagram users for a specific point of view. Yep. And I, I, the more I follow people on Instagram, the more I keep whittling down the people that I do follow because of a particular point of view that I, I I myself don't like the sort of random hodgepodge of imagery. I like when there's, it doesn't have to be a consistent subject matter or a consistent set of images, but a consistent point of view. I find that that's something that I, that I gravitate to. Right. Right. Yeah. But but at the same time, let's say that I set up a Bill Wadman photography one, right? And I put up my more traditional portraits and I put up my weird conceptual stuff and then I put up like these distorted pictures or whatever and then I put up some corner stuff. Those are all mine, but they are not a specific point of view. But they are bodies of work. So maybe, yeah, they are, maybe but- you put the corner ones up together as a series of of 10 images 10 sequential images maybe yeah, you yeah, put yeah. the distortions up as five sequential images right. so that they're not they don't feel like one-offs okay yeah yeah, yeah. that's you know true. what i mean yeah but, maybe, but you I see what know. i'm saying is that like if somebody came looking for my corner portraits and then suddenly they get one of the mylar things they're going to be like what you know what i mean like what the heck yeah, is this but i i think that i think the the user's Speaking for myself, if I if I happen upon or or am told about someone whose whose work that I dig, I'll sit there and I'll scroll back and I'll look, you know, I'll go back <laughs> months and see what they've been posting and I'll like things and comment on things just to get a more of a complete sense of what they're doing sure. rather than just post, you know, seeing the 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 few latest pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. I yeah, it's I guess all of this stuff is is. Um it's. I mean, this gets back to the whole platform versus website thing that we were talking about sure. last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it, 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 it's it's hard to answer this thing. I mean, if you spend your day posting same stuff in different ways to six different places, because you know what I mean, like it, it, it maybe that's what needs to be done. But it just feels like a like a busy work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. And and look. The, the hodgepodge accounts, the, the, you know, oh, maybe I need to set up a different account for each series I work on. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's tons of ways you could, you could imagine doing it. Mm-hmm. Can you do multiple Instagram accounts in a single app? Like, could I have multiple personalities? I don't know. I know you can follow you know, obviously m- multiples, but yeah. I, I don't know if like, like Twitter where you can just swap over to a different account. And yeah. Post there. Yeah. In fact, I'm not I, sure. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's those kinds of questions too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will tell you that this is, this is the, the first set of postcards is me just saying, all right, let's try this and then we'll get bigger from here. But you know, um, it's more of a, uh, got to figure out how to get out there more and overcome whatever, whatever fears or, you know, miss whatever's that I have going on in my head. Um, so, so it's a, I, I would it's a step recommend, one. and I keep going back to him because he does it so well. Keatley, John yeah. Keatley has a fantastic way of representing himself on his blog, on Instagram, in Facebook. He 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 really seems to use it well. And in talking to him, there are benefits to the way he uses it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. listeners, if you're if you're if you're listening, go check out Keatley Photo, uh, and and check him out on Instagram. Uh, I don't know, Bill. I I think. I keep looking at your work wanting to see new work and all I keep seeing are like hotel signs and, and. Oh, you, you mean know. on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, I kind of go and, and keep going. Okay. Well, what's next? Like there's, you did a great shot of your friend uh, tap dancing and yep. there's one where he's like foot up in front of him and he's yep. up on one toe. Yeah. Love that. Although I would have yeah. liked to have seen the dog up on his hind legs in the background. That would have been a cute touch, but that's just <laughs> me. You can't make that happen. Yeah, can't make that happen. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Why is that not up there? Wait, did, Why? I, t- did I tell you? Oh, yeah, because I didn't. Uh, to answer your question quickly, uh, is that, you know, I don't know. Did I put any of those pictures up there? I haven't seen them anywhere other than your blog. Okay, well, then I need to put them on here. Um, yeah, I need I need to be more. Uh, uh, some, see, yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I also feel like if I am walking around and I see something silly or fun, should I just not put it up at all because that's cultivating the brand? Like, no, that I, feels I do, forced too. I do think that you you put those things up, but as I said, if 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 people are following you solely on Instagram, they have yeah. no idea, or sure. potentially yeah, yeah, have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. And I think that there's part anything of that is, beyond it. Sure, and I think that's part of that is that I just you know I, I hopped on Instagram whatever not that long ago, and I don't post Absolutely. that often. You know, Absolutely. so so to me, that's sort of like the new messing around thing, not sort of the primary place that I put things. And maybe that needs to shift too. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, did, I, did I show you the tell you that the story about the the woman with the dog that morning? Did I say this on the air? No. This so, this tap dance picture. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm there, we're there in the park. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. We're taking pictures, trying to get good light in up in Prospect Park. And uh, th- this is off leash time for dogs. So there's like piles of dogs running around. And most of them are very cute and just kind of come over and like sniff you for a minute and walk away. Mm-hmm. This one dog, I'm taking pictures of Alex and this one dog comes over and starts not like sniffing my bag, but like going into my bag with his snout, like rummaging in my bag with nice. my 85, one, two, my 51, two, like, you know, with like expensive stuff. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, 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 like that, you know, like pushed him away. And the, the owner comes over and starts yelling at me. Really? Yeah. You need to deal with this is off leash time and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, lady. Like, it's, wow. I have no problem with your dog coming over and sniffing my stuff. I have a problem if your dog decides to take my $2,000 lens out as a bone, you know? Like, it was like, yeah, I got huh. into like a big, like, fight with it. I was like, whoa, some people are just crazy. That's, that's the moral of the story. Well, some people know, are crazy. Or, or zip up your bag. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was jumping around and pulling stuff out of it. So anyway, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was like a thing. Uh, but yeah, I'll put more up. Bill, here's the thing. What's the thing? You might be entitled to be creative, but you're not entitled to make a living from it. 
Yeah, I didn't hear that in that episode. Was that in a different episode? That might have just been me. Oh, okay, okay. So so it has quotes around it because you spoke it. That's right. I'm quoting myself. Okay, can can I make one comment about uh, this Elizabeth Gilbert before we get started? Sure. Her her use of, wow, wow, that thing you said is so amazing. She lets herself be affected. I have no problem with that. Ugh, I was just like, I, I rolled my eyes like 15 times during that, <laughs> during that 35 minute episode. All they, right. They were saying, they weren't saying bad stuff. I just like, it, 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 it felt like a, it felt like a church sermon, not like a conversation to me. Okay. I could see that. You know. I could see that. Uh, uh, and I listened right. to one other one. I listened to one like, episode eight or six or something like that about, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her friend who like makes all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. So, so Just, sorry. as an aside, there's also a terrific talk with Brene Brown that Chase Jarvis had a few days ago or a week ago or something okay. like that. We'll have to, put, um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. I, I guess all of this, all of this around this, I mean, we circle this and we talk about it a lot yeah. is, is your, I think your, uh, your responsibility is to do the work. Uh, yes. Well, and, you, and I, and I go whatever ahead. that work is. So finish, finish your thought. Well, you, you just, your responsibility is to do the work. And, and I, I, I say this, I, I've, I started writing something about perfection. Okay. Um, I, would you, would you say it's fair to say that you and I both, uh, are at times perfectionists about things? Uh, yeah, but I'd say that you're more OCD about it than I am. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you let it become a blockage more than I do. I do. I, do. Yeah. Uh, I got an, I got a message from a listener and, okay. and again, I'm writing something about this, but, but the, 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 there's something about perfection because it does keep me from doing things. And I, and I I'm just going to read you a little bit of this. It's like two sentences. Yeah. The idea of perfection as a goal rather than simply an ideal is something that I regularly, regularly struggle with to the point of becoming paralyzed by it. In the case of PD, uh, process driven, uh, I hit a wall both creatively and technically so many times with what I want the show to be or rather what I think it should be that I haven't just done the work and allowed it to evolve into what it needs to be. Yes. Thinking about subjects, tone, inflection, mics, mixers, plugins, not to mention crossing every T and dotting every I while trying to remember to press hard because it needs to go through three copies is exhausting. Yes. So I stop. I procrastinate. I make excuses. Ultimately, I don't ship. Yep. Here's the rub. I wasn't always like this. I used to leap often and I used to ship often. Then somewhere along the way, I decided that my portfolio, my skills and experiences, my bag of tricks, if you will, was no longer good enough for me to land safely. So I stopped. I stopped even trying, blaming perfection. Instead, telling myself that it, regardless of what it was, wasn't going to be good enough. Except that it was and it is and it will continue to be. You know, that there's that whole part in that episode where Brene Brown talks about, you know, it's it's the whole leaping and falling thing. It's like, well, you know, it's the leaping. That's the important part. It's being in the air. That's the important part. The landing is somewhat irrelevant to the leaping. Yes. And, well, yeah. And I, I used I used Miles Davis as an example. Sure. Uh, you know, if, if there were, if there were not the, the <laughs> where are you going with this? <laughs> well, if, if there were not the, the, the misnotes, the, the bad playing on that particular night or the, the, the heroin hangovers, we might not have kind of blue. Right. Okay. 
So, okay. Can can we, can we fold this back to the self-promotion thing for a second? Yeah, sure. Sure. I, I, I I feel like, okay. What you're saying is, is that you find yourself sort of self-censoring because you don't think it's good enough. Right. I don't promote myself. I don't self-promote because I've lost. And, and this is, this is, this is, I'm coming out of this now. So I'm, I'm saying this from, from when it was at its strongest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But there, there's this idea that we, we decide that our work's not good enough. I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Right. So why tell people about it? Well, because I think that, I think that while you think that you're doing the same thing over again, I think that that's the same thing as my partner looks the same now as she did 10 years ago, which of course she doesn't, but you don't see it because it's changing so slowly. Right. Right. Okay. And, 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 but, but, but to your, to your point before about like cultivating, say an Instagram feed, I also feel like, you know, I, I, let's say, just take me for example, I could be more selective about what I say put on Instagram instead of just putting a silly picture of a box of polar at 55. I should say I need to get a better picture of that or don't put that up there or whatever. But then I feel like, wait a minute, I just do the damn work. Who cares? Like the, the, the ultimate sort of trying to censor my presentation every day, every way to cultivate some sort of brand also feels really false, you know, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that's not me just doing the work. That's me sitting there editing the work all the time. You know, like basically like in the same way that you feel like you were self-censoring yourself, that's how a lot of that cultivating a brand feels to me. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know, I don't know quite how to come out the other side on that. It's you know? that's, that's, that's what we struggle with. Yeah. Is, yeah. is what, what is authentic and what is manufactured? Yes. Right. But if, what if your authenticity is either uninteresting or cluttered? Well, and it could be. I mean, look, right. I, I, I go back and listen to some of my early interviews or conversations and it's me trying to be very yeah. informative and yeah. serious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 certainly at at the moment that was me trying to be present and in it and, and right. all of that. So what's but wrong it, with that? It, nothing's wrong with it, except that it sounds like I'm channeling Terry Gross. Well, you probably were, you know. Because you thought, yeah, but okay, but if Terry Gross was some sort of standard for you in your head at least, right, Mm -hmm. as, oh, uh, concerned people doing interviews sound like Terry Gross doing interviews or sound like uh, a Charlie Rose doing interviews or sounds like – and then Mark Maron and the ilk come along and they do interviews completely differently and you go, wow, that other stuff feels really staid. Yeah, because I had no idea that that was going to be right. But what's wrong with that? In the same way that I could look at Timothy Greenfield Sanders and say, "Oh, I love his portraits." Say, I was in love with his portraits ten years ago, and I took pictures that that sort of uh, implied his influence. Let's put it that way, right? Right. Right. Like, even if I look at that today and go, "Oh God, that's so boring." Well, it wasn't boring at the time to me. That's what I was trying to do. And that's okay. That's just doing yeah. the work. Like why look back? Uh, 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 a, a, a friend of the family's said to me a few weeks ago, he's, we were talking about, um, I was saying that, that I, I did, I did okay on the SATs, but I didn't do great on the SATs. And part of the reason was, did I talk about this on the show already? I feel like I did. Uh, I feel like I always felt like going and taking an SAT prep course to like teach you how to take the test and, and like the tricks and whatever it is that felt like cheating to me. Cause it wasn't a real representation of what I knew. It was sort of a perturbed 
you know, distorted representation of what I knew based sure. upon the fact that I could afford to take a prep course test. You know what I mean? Like it just felt really weird. And, but then I said to myself, yeah, but you know, in life, shouldn't you give yourself every advantage? We were talking about this. And he said, you know, in all my years, he's an older guy. He said, he said, I found that regret is the most useless emotion. Right. And I think that that is, that is somewhat true of even you listening to your old interviews. Okay. Well, it's, it's all of this, all of this work that we do, all these creativity based endeavor, well, any of it really, not even just creativity. It's all, we're all trying to find our voice. Yeah. We're trying yes. to find who it is, you know, yeah. and, and this, this, this listener that, that emailed me about this whole thing that, that inspired this article, uh, he, he wrote, uh, the fuel for your show and possibly the story arc is stuck perfectionist, lovable intellectual learns to embrace his own humanity. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're not perfect, right? No. And, and, and so uh, to the point, like I see, I would rather, I would rather, Hmm. I would rather ship something that's not perfect rather than sit around and, and, and buzz on it forever. Right. But at the same time, if I don't have a good idea to begin with, I generally won't shoot because it's like, well, if I don't have an idea, that's the kernel of everything. Sure. So, so my perfection comes at the beginning of the process, not at the end where yours seems to come at the end where the beginning is easy to you. The end is hard. I'm the yeah, invert. I, 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 yeah. On some level, ideas for things. <clears throat> those I've bubble up. Those. It's, it's, it's the shipping at the end of the process, which right. is harder for you. Where for me, it's like I'm unsatisfied with most of my ideas, but the ones that I do do, of course, are never going to be as great as I imagined or exactly what I imagined, but mm. I will ship them anyway. You know, mm. there, I always think about, um, the fact that almost everything that we do is far more complex than we give it credit for. Right. So for Explain. example, when I used to, uh, do recording stuff like audio recording stuff, um, I could go in with, let's say you were a band. I could go in with your band and we could say, Oh, I want the record to sound like this, right? Like, uh, you know, I really love that smashing pumpkins guitar sound or whatever it is. Like I want, I want it to kind of sound like that. But of course you go into the room and you mic up the drums and you're using different mics in a different room with different drums with a different player. And in some ways, once you get things not, not as good as you can, cause that's just a weird, like, you know, best kind of statement, which is meaningless. But once you start getting the sound of the session, there's little things you can do to tweak the sound of the session, but you can't make a room sound like a different room. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't make, you can't make, uh, 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 Will Lee sound like Jacko Pastorius, you know, like it's, it, these people sound like who they sound like and that's okay. And you have to sort of accept the reality of what you've created. See what I'm saying? Yes, I think so. And it like, like it, you may think that it's going to be a certain way, but once you sit down and start doing the interview with the guy and if it goes in a different direction or it doesn't sound that great, or there's lulls in the conversation because you just can't keep the inertia up or whatever, what have you. Right. Right. Th th that's well, that's the way it was. It BS who gives a crap what you thought it was going to be in your head. That's all a fantasy. Reality mm -hmm. is the mm -hmm. only reality, you know? And mm -hmm. so at a certain point, you just got to go, okay, well, that's the reality. Like I, now I just have to come up with another idea and just make it, you know, and that's right. not going to be exactly like it either, but that's okay. You know, I don't know. Did I make any sense? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, <laughs> I just, I think about that kind of stuff a lot because I think that that's, that's where 
that's where the trick is, right? Is, is, is to put the, to do the Chris Connors version, like, you know, he sits down to make a dish. Well, there's, there's never going to be anything perfect about a steak, you know? Right. Right, it's like right, right. you're not going to get it down to the millisecond of when you take it off the heat. Like it just doesn't exist. You could have a really great steak that sits in the butter zone, you know, and it's exact. It's cooked as well as you could imagine cooking it while not being a computer, you know, but but but, the, but and, and, and that's great. It's a great steak. Like it doesn't it, like the idea of perfection on the plate where every piece of rice is formed. Exactly. It's like, no, it's just a meal to so stop thinking that it's something more than what it is. You know, right. Um, right. And that's OK. I don't know. That's that's all I have to say. You got anything else? I need a nap. I know it's heavy, right? It's heavy. Good, though. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I like this Elizabeth Gilbert woman. I do think it's interesting, though, that she's just like, I wrote this book and I realized I had so much more to say. So I did a podcast and it's like, is that really what happened? Or did your publicist say, you know, it'd be a really good idea if you did a podcast to support the book. <laughs> Uh, it feels I, a little I, like that, which, which really? if, even if that's what it is, I think that that's fine. I take I her, just her think, word. Okay. I, I yeah. mean, I think she's, she's written enough and she's probably made enough where, where yeah. she's, I, I, I take her at her word of yeah. being genuine. I, I think that a lot of the things that they said in the three episodes I listened to, uh, they're good. It's the tone of it's not quite right for me. Yep. I um, can see that. It's, it's a little too touchy feely, like. Sure. Not enough reality for me. Yep. Um, not tangible enough. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, well, we're, we're done with it now. Yeah. We, we've given people enough. We've talked about it. It's enough. good. Yeah. So uh, just go I'm, do the work. I'm, I'm, I'm pro that. Do the work. Uh, we should probably talk about a sponsor. Let me let me yes. pull up a sponsor and then we can talk about it. Um, Where did it go? I'm moving around. I can't find it. Ah, sometimes life is complicated, Jeffrey. Hey, we're talking about uh, we're talking about the folks at Linda. Yeah, we are. Linda.com. You got a song? Linda.com. No, I don't know. Wait, wait who is that? It's a golden eye. It's lame. It's bad. Oh, golden eye. Sure. Yeah, golden eye. Yeah, I don't know. That That's me just like blank staring. Right. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, is GoldenEye the one where it's like a satellite in space? Yeah, with the, yeah. It was the first Pierce Brosnan one. And it's like out they're out in the Russian wilderness. Wait, Ugh. is GoldenEye the one where they slide down a hill on a cello? Or in a cello case? You know what? I think it is. Yeah, I was, I was just like, no, not the cello. Like, yeah. I was more worried about the cello than I was Bond. I guess that shows you where my loyalties right. That's lie. where your head's at. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform for over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash O-T-P. Hey, you know who should use Linda? Who's that? LinkedIn. Like, to, oh, wait, uh, didn't they buy Linda? Yeah. Uh, apparently, they don't watch any of their tutorials, though, because the LinkedIn <laughs> UI is awful. <laughs> Uh, that'd be really funny. All right, guys, we brought in lynda.com just so you can learn how to That's create right. better you. That's right. We spent $10 billion. Well, you know, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're trying to edit something on LinkedIn and yeah. you go, no, I actually don't want anything in that field after you've already put something in there and you delete it and then save it. It's still it there. Doesn't, it doesn't save the change. It still keeps what you, oh, it's so frustrating. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. Why is that? I don't know. Because they're chimps. No offense to chimps. No, or MailChimp. Or MailChimp. 
<laughs> right. Anyway, back to Linda. Uh, okay. Well, look, it's 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 for you guys out there. You're photographers. You're trying to figure out how to do stuff. You want to learn how to use Photoshop. You want to learn how to use Lightroom. You want to know why. You know how to get back to the old import dialogue. Yeah, well, we'll get to shadowing. <laughs> But if you want to learn about landscape photography or travel photography or night photography or want to learn how to draw things in Photoshop or convert things to black and white in Lightroom, I mean, this is this is a great place to learn. And their stuff's always up to date so that, you know, a new version of Lightroom comes out usually day and date or within a couple of days. They've got videos up using the new thing, showing you the new tricks and tips for for, for the new software, which is fantastic. Yeah. They, I think they must get a little preview. You know what I'm saying, Jeff? Well, and it's it's not just like, uh, you know. Skeeter down in the basement. They've they've got big people. They got Chris Orwig. You know. Yeah, they've yeah. got Julianne Cost. They've yeah. got Justin. Re- you know. They they got some people. I like Julianne Cost. Yeah, she seems like a nice. I'm lady. I'm, I'm, I'm giving her a big thumbs up. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> Skeeter down in the basement. <laughs> it's just like some guy. Skeeter. It's like a little kid. Yeah. yeah. You've and seen that. If you want like, to convert like to black and white, doing camera reviews. You're like, what? You go over here. You know, you know how you can tell when 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 it's somebody doing something in Photoshop that 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 whatever. And this is going to offend half our listeners right now. You it's should all, have Bert do. It's it's almost it's almost always like a a a 1024 by 768 version of Photoshop on Windows. Right. That they're working on. And you're just like, right. where are you in like Siberia somewhere? Like what's, yeah. what is the yeah. screen that you're working on? You hear the, <laughs> you hear the modem yeah. sound yeah. in the background. Uh, I, I do. I will say though, that like that advanced color workflows for photographers with Joe Brady is great. That's a, that's a really yep. good one to check out. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, mentioned that. So uh, definitely go take a look. Uh, we're big fans of Linda. With your Lynda.com membership, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. They've got thousands of video courses on demand where you can learn at your own schedule, at your own pace. Because uh, you can go look and watch just a little three-minute chunk of a whole course. Or you can download the whole course to your iOS device or Android device and watch it on the subway or while driving your new Tesla car, which drives itself. Okay. Uh, we got to we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Uh, so go uh, – you can hey, does, wrap- it, does it pick up where you left off? The if, Tesla? Like, no, no, no. Not the Tesla. If I'm watching oh. – I haven't tried this. If I'm I watching on my does, phone yes. – and then I go back on my my Mac. Will it pick up? Will oh, it know you know where I left off? That's a good question. I think it. I think it. I think it syncs which ones you've watched. So it probably shows you like how far in you like, are. Like Netflix does. Like continue yeah. watching. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, of course, there's transcripts. So if you like to read, because that's how you kind of learn. You need to like see it with your own eyes. Like you can g- search transcripts, find that point in the video, jump straight to it. You can uh, take notes and refer to them as you go along. And of course, you can save and create playlists and share them with people. So you could have a you, with friends or colleagues or OTP. Uh, friends of the show, you can share an entire course you create. Man, that would be a fun thing to do. We should create an OTP, an OTP Linda, Linda playlist. Yes. That would be pretty sick. Make a note of that. Let's do that. I will write it down right now. Uh, your Lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about your hobby of photography, or you just want to learn something new. Go visit lynda.com slash OTP and sign up for your free 10-day trial. We thank Linda very much for their support of On Taking Pictures. Thanks, Linda. Um, Tesla, what do you want to say? Uh, I saw one and sat in one for the first time. Which is the Tesla S? The S. Okay. What did you think? I love the Wait, tech. did you drive in it? No, 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 okay. no, no. I love the tech. Yeah. Uh, fit and finish seems nice. Yep. 
cannot stand the door handles. Uh, okay. The design of them. The don't indoor like them. outside. The outer, the outer door handles. The design of them's wonky. I also don't like the, the, the where you can't get the the surrounds around windows and the door handles in the same body color. I don't like that they're chrome. Oh, that is a weird door handle. Look at that. Yeah, they're goofy. Sorry, I have a... Yeah. Wait, do you... Oh, it sticks it, out like? Yeah, they pop out and then when oh, you, you get mean in and you start can moving, click them in? Yeah, they, so they go flush. They go with flush. The body, but they're still just wonky shaped. Look at those. Contrast those with the new Jaguar. Yeah. Night and day. Anyway, but very cool tech. And, and now apparently with a firmware update, think about this, kids. With a firmware update, the car drives itself. Yeah. What do you think of that? Not, not completely, but it, it will change lanes. It will speed up, slow down. It's a smart yeah. cruise control. Here, okay, here's what I don't understand about that. And not being a day-to-day driver, explain this to me. How, which is really funny because you're kind of becoming a non-day-to-day driver. But if you have to have your hands either on or near the steering wheel the whole time, why don't you just drive the damn car? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's not like you can like, oh, I'm going to just like read and text on my phone. No, but if, let's say you're on. on the highway. Let's say yeah. like, like you're driving. It's essentially cruise control, but you, but you can now let go of the steering wheel too. Yes. And it will, it will, it will remain spatially aware as it drives and it will speed up, slow okay, down. But, but what do you do with your hands while that's happening? I don't know. Put them in your lap. Yeah, see, that's. I guess it's one of these things where it's like if you if you can't really do anything else because you got to keep enough attention in case something goes wrong, then what is the? You see what I'm saying? Like they well, say, but that's like saying, what do you do with your feet if you have cruise control? Well, you just sit them on the yes, mat. but at you least you're, but at least you're like paying attention because you have your hands. You're still steering. You know what I mean? Like I just until these things become, as somebody said, you're drunk at two a.m. and you hop in the back seat of your car and you say, "Take me home," and it drives you home. Until you get to that point, isn't all this like middle sing kind of like an uncanny valley? No, I think it's amazing. Okay. They Fair updated enough. the firmware and the car drives itself. Yeah. No, I think that that is amazing. The fact that, look, where Tesla is going from the technology points of view is exactly where all the other car makers need to go, as opposed to designing a car five years ago. And so the brand new car that came out today has an Android you know, OS from, from right. gingerbread or whatever. Like or, this is, or being like Volkswagen and lying about your emissions. Volkswagen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So these new IMAX came out. Can we just mention this real quick? Sure. Um, there don't, is now. Don't fix it. Don't think you can fix it. <laughs> well, yeah. There's so there's now a there's a there's a twenty one point five inch four K IMAX, which that screen's a little small in my opinion, but super. I'm glad it's four K. That's the that's the machine I'd buy my mom if I was going to buy a machine for my mom. However. The low-end models of all these new iMacs come with a 5,400 RPM. Is it a laptop drive? Is it a two-and-a-half-inch drive? I would assume so because there's not really a lot of room inside there. It's that, only that, one or two terabytes, right? So it's probably, it's, it's it's one probably terabyte, a laptop drive. But they nerfed it. They nerfed the drive from the last model. Last Fusion drive had – 128. Uh, yeah, 128 SSD. This right. one has 24 24. SSD. It's like, guys, it's a year later. Apple, how much flash do you buy? How much could it possibly cost you for another – 100 gigabytes of flash. Just take the spinner out. It's, yeah. a, it's a laptop with a 21-inch screen. Just put, a, put an SSD in and call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Come That's on. That's the thing. This is actually slower than the laptops on its stock configuration. Yeah. 
You know, which is insane. Like the yeah, fact you know that, what that is, that's dumb. They should just not sell that model or sell it only for educational use or something like that. If for the people who are like what, super uber price conscience of a one terabyte spinning drive versus a 128 SSD, you've got USB, so you can still plug in an external if you need yeah. to. Look, I, I don't mind the idea of the fusion drive. I just think 24 gigs is not nearly enough. To well, hold. Especially since the last one had had five times right. the storage. Well, that's the thing. If, if if it was a fusion drive, a one terabyte with a 128 gig SSD cache, like that's all right, because that'll hold the whole OS and every app and every like major sure. thing that you're going to use. Sure. And then the only thing it's going to the spinner for is like big image files or movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. 24 is so stingy, it's ridiculous. However, is that also true of the big one? Is the... Is the fusion the SSD portion of the fusion drive on the twenty seven inch also twenty four gigs or is that apparently if you get the fusion drive the two terabyte fusion drive is a one twenty eight right it's only the not small the one. one that's that's twenty four so basically don't buy it stock and do not buy it with the one terabyte fusion drive either buy it with a two fifty six SSD or the two terabyte fusion drive does that sound advice or or a bigger SSD. Or a bigger SSD. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so that's cool. It's just Whatever. some of the things that they do. I mean, I, it, I love if, the products. It but feels it just, like the 16 gig iPhone thing. Yes. If you just made the 32, no one would ever have to buy the 16 gig and be frustrated by it. Right. But as Apple probably sees it, then no one will buy the 64. Which mm. we all sucked up and bought. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that the the new screens, and I'm not sure if I think it's the 4K too, um, and the 5K. The 5K has been upgraded, and the 4K is now the new screen. Both used to be sRGB gamut, um, and both have been upgraded to what's called the DCI-P3 gamut, which I had to look up because I had never heard of it, and apparently it is basically the gamut that movie theaters use. Mm. For for like the high def HD fancy uh, stuff oh, okay. from movies. Look at that. There it is. Okay. Um, it is, however, it's big. It's about as big as Adobe RGB gamut is, which typical. Oh, it's a phot- shift, though, isn't it? Yes, it goes into the reds and away from the greens. Yeah, a little so, less on the green and the blue, a little more right. on the magenta and the red. Right. Huh. So, so, so with Adobe RGB, for, for let me just back up for a second. Th- so these gamuts we're talking about, guys, are like how saturated the colors are at at different points. So. So it's like how many colors can the screen actually show regardless of what numbers are in the file that the computer is supposed to show you the color. It's whether the screen can actually show you that color. Um, the sRGB screens on the old ones are fairly limited but but fine for 95% of people. But if you're super anal about uh, uh, photography and design and all this kind of stuff, a lot of people like these large gamut monitors these wide gamut monitors so that they can print on like an epson printer will actually give you a lot of these kind of crazy saturated colors um so most sort of photographers monitors in air quotes like these isos and necs and the higher end dells and stuff uh often were adobe rgb gamut so that they showed you when you calibrated them they showed you stuff that was much more saturated into the greens and into reds and a little bit into the blues but mostly into the greens when it came to uh, adobe rgb this standard that they're using on these new monitors is this dcip3 which is similarly large but just shows you more reds and 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 that kind of stuff versus more greens 
I wonder I why that shift. Now, there's a third, in the, according to this article, there's this hybrid Adobe DCI, which retains some of the saturation in the yeah, greens. I think this is more of a theoretical thing where, like, if we combine these two, wouldn't this you know, be it's, great? It's odd that cinema would go more toward the red when so much of the color grading in cinema is toward the blue and the green. Yeah, you, you know what it is with with – I will tell you with the video stuff – it amazes me how not obtuse, but just sort of uh, hidden. I, I can never find good answers of why they make these sort of decisions when they make specs. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the Adobe RGB one is wrong. You know, I mean, that was made up 17 years ago. So maybe maybe this is a more modern standard. If you have a 5K monitor, they probably imagine people are watching movies on them. And if this is the spec that a lot of this stuff gets mastered at to send the DCIs to movie theaters, maybe that's a better way to go for the majority of people. Yeah. It's just something to think about from a photography point of view. It's better than the sRGB, which is great. More power to us. We want a bigger gamut. Uh, will it make any difference in your day-to-day use uh, as far as like this versus Adobe RGB? Probably not. But if you get one of these iMacs and you get a, like a calibrator, like a, uh, I one, you know, pro or, a uh, what is the color monkey display? Right. right. Uh, which is a lot cheaper, but is very similar tech. Um, it's just, this is interesting designed to match the mm-hmm. color gamut of color film, which by all accounts is on its way out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cinemas all over the world. Right. But they, they want to maintain the look of that look. Cause that's what people are used to. And probably when they came up with this spec, it was created so that it would match so that when people scan film, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, the point is that the screens are better. The gamut is bigger. It is not bigger to the standard quote unquote, the, the typical uh, larger gamut, which is Adobe RGB. It is now to this new DCI thing. Um, so anyway, just interesting stuff. I'll put a link in the show notes for those people who are really nerdy about that stuff. Jeffrey's reading am- this article, which is what it's going on. I would imagine if the if the screens are capable of displaying both the saturate greens of Adobe RGB and the new saturate reds in yeah. DCI, that you could do a hybrid calibration to display them both. Right, but I don't think the screens can because a lot of the, the the reasons why these things get these larger gamuts is they have these uh, hybrid LEDs behind the screen. Mm-hmm. The LEDs can kind of change color, kind of like the tritone flash sure, sure. stuff. So you think these new LEDs maybe are not capable of that saturate green? I think they have more. to kind of choose. Like, do you hmm. want it more towards the red or more towards the blue? You know what I mean? See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, like yeah, I, th- yeah. I think they make a design decision when they create the backlight to shift towards a certain set of colors. And they chose to go more towards the cinema colors versus the more standard sort of photography colors. Again, none of this in your day to thing. If you have a calibrated screen, one of these 5K iMacs, even the old 5K iMac, which was, uh, you know, an sRGB, for most people, that's fine. It's great. Most of the stuff, anything you do on the web is going to be sRGB mostly. Uh, anything you print out and you send out to a printer, like a standard C print, is going to be sRGB 99% of the time. So don't totally freak out about it. But, you know, if you waited because you wanted to get the new 5K iMac, sure, it's an upgraded screen. And it's supposed to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. And for color nerds out there, uh, do that. Anything else to say about the iMacs? Uh, oh, man. You know what? So last night I was at. Um, but so you're not even going to give me a chance to answer? Uh, well, I was going to tell you. I see you, how you are. I see how it is. I was, I was, well, this is related. Last night, well, say your last thing. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was at my friend Kent Miller's 
studio uh, with some people doing some work. And um, uh, I, I got to play with Kent's uh, uh, Leica M240, which was really nice and fun. Right. Uh, right. but, but the, the, the reason I bring it up is that he has a, the new Mac pro, the trash can Mac pro, and you should see the stuff plugged into the back of it. He like almost every port is full. Wow. And it just looks like it's not like a mess, but it's just sort of like, this is not what they sell you when, you know, sort of remember that, that, that silly, uh, picture where it's like, this is an old Mac pro. This is the new Mac pro with everything that was in the old Mac pro. And it's just like a pile of crap on the desk. Yeah. 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 It felt kind of like that where it's just like, Oh my God, if you have to plug this much stuff in, like what, a, what a like giant here. I'm going to, I'm going to um, text it to you now just cause yeah. I had it on my phone. Um, it's just like the amount of stuff he had plugged in was like unbelievable. And it just makes a big giant mess of wires on the table. It's like, you might as well just get a, get the old Mac pro, you know, a lot right. of people say, get the, one of those used, Loaded up with like a PCIe SSD and like, you know, lots of storage and you're pretty, you're oh, yeah, pretty set. That's, that's a mess. Isn't that yeah, a mess? I, again, the, 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 the bottleneck chances are is not your CPU. And unless you're doing, you know, 4K video in real time. Yeah. Unless, rendering video is pretty much the only thing that CPU is going to max out right now. You know? I mean, it'll max it out doing like little things in Photoshop, but like, okay, you have to wait four seconds as opposed to three seconds, like big deal. Right. right. You know, um, that's the thing. Most stuff in like Photoshop, I love when they do Photoshop benchmarks and it's like, we did this, we scaled a 60,000 pixel thing and we rotated it 90 degrees and like, let's see how long it takes. It's like, how often is anybody rotating a 60,000 pixel like image? Like right. conversions to CMYK took 20% less. It's like, Okay, how often do you convert to CMYK? Like these are like these really calculation intensive things, and I understand that's the only option they have. But like as long but as Photoshop, not real world. right? As long as Photoshop feels fast while you're working with it, that's the right, only standard right. to me. You know, because those things are so far few and far between. Sorry, what you were gonna say? Hey, we're we're at uh, what are we at? We're about at, at one hour. So let's just run through this stuff. You you want to you want to save the stage thing for the Q and A? Start with that since we or do you want what do you want to do? No, well, or we could let's you know what let's talk about that next time or like when I get back. That's that's a good one to tease for when we get back. Okay, so we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, the 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 uh, staging manipulation and truth in photography. It's an article on the Lens blog. Yeah. Uh, where basically more and more photojournalists are are staging scenes to photograph rather than capturing them as they happen or or admitting that they stage scenes. Yeah. 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 Uh, So take, take a look at this blurring the line between reportage and portraiture. Yeah. Uh, Also on this page on the top right of that article, uh, former photographer of the week, Matt Black uh, won the, the Eugene Smith grant for, for photography. Uh, And his, his work is terrific. Yeah, we're fans of Matt Black. So check that out. M-A-T-T-E, Black. Oh, that would be so genius. <laughs> so right. Right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, so Adobe has brought back the old import dialogue into Lightroom. <laughs> right. So after, after public outcry. A week ago, they swapped out and put in this sort of simplified thing we talked about. And then it also was really buggy for a lot of people, including me. And now apparently they say for the next version, they're bringing back the old import dialogue. Now, what the question is, will they leave the new the one new as an one option as an option? Yeah, because yeah, I'm know. sure some people are going to go, oh, wait a minute. I kind of dig the new one. 
Yeah, well, that that will be the 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 problem. You know, remember when we were talking about the updating all this stuff on a more continuous basis, mm-hmm. and you said, "Are they going to create more bugs because they're doing it more often?" I, I asked that question. Yeah. Um. So yes is the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, but I would. You, I guess here's my question: Would you rather they iterate faster and make mistakes, not necessarily bugs, but like changes mistakes, like this? arguably mistakes like this import dialogue thing. Would you rather they do that kind of thing or would you rather they uh, like move more slowly and deliberately and only put out one thing every six months and have it be very deliberate? I would, I would prefer it to be more deliberate and well-tested. Look, there are a lot of people having problems with El Capitan. Yeah. I've waited. Uh, I'm waiting until at least point one. Yeah. uh, You know, None of this software is 1.0. So none of this software, by and large, is lacking features. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, I remember when we were when we were kids. Right. um, You remember that? No. Okay. Uh, When we were kids and I was playing with computers and a new version of the OS would come out, I would install it like day and date. Like, oh, give it to me. Sure. I want the new Windows or the new whatever, right? You and know? if it was Windows, you regretted it. Yeah, no. And if it was if it was buggy in some way, it's like, oh, I'll just deal with it for a couple weeks until the fix comes out because I want the new thing, you know? Right. Um, where now I'm getting to be one of those old guys who's just like, I don't change my system. It's working fine. I will change it when we're at a dot three release, you know, right. where all the bugs are squashed. I'm becoming much more conservative, mostly because if my computer doesn't work, I can't work. So, well, and and to the point I just made, this stuff it's not new any longer. It's it's so robust in terms of features yeah. that that you know out of the box it it probably does yeah almost everything what the, that you need it to yeah. do. These so, are mature pieces of stuff. Yeah, so there's there's no reason to go. Oh my gosh, I have to have this thing day one unless you're just one of those people that has to have thing day one. Yeah, sure. But it's not like you can't do X, Y, or Z. You know, your, yeah, your, yeah. your productivity is not being hindered because, you know, I don't know, notifications don't sync across, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, the impetus to 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 zero day update is is gone for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially the, apparently there's USB bugs in Alcap. Uh, there are several pretty that major seems things pretty that awful. people are are. are complaining about uh, however i will say that the 27 inch new imac uses skylake processor which is what you and i have been waiting for to yep. build possibly some new hackintoshes yes you know the, the the like you said how you can't fix those right the old the new imac especially the 21 inch is like got a one out of 10 for f- repairability right. on, on i fix it yeah, yeah. Sure. sure you you it does sort of push you to the point where it's like ah, god damn it i'm gonna have to build another hackintosh because even if I wanted, I really want that 5K iMac, but I worry that I'm going to have it for four years and I'm going to be frustrated by the fact that I have the same damn video card for four years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some I want to do more video stuff and resolve and the thing's not fast enough or what have you. You know, and there's nothing I can do about it. And now Apple doesn't make a single computer that is upgradable. Right. You know, it's like, well, you're pushing out the the people who love you the most. Right. You're pushing they, away the people who love you the most. They they want us to build new machines. I know. Oh, are you whispering to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, your... by the way, what you were saying, Mac Mini, why not a little brick? You know these like little brick, these like gigabyte bricks with an yes. X. Yes. You, you looking at those? Yes. 
Cause yes, I am. Apparently, people have gotten those, got those uh, hot rotted. They're doing pretty, pretty crazy stuff with those. Right. Bricks. Man, you could like Velcro that thing onto the back of your monitor. Uh, it's tiny. They, they are, they are. What are they? Four inch on a side, six inch on Something a side. Like that. Yeah, they're small. They're, they're small. Do you? Hey, are you still using that twenty-seven inch, ten eighty p monitor? Uh, twenty-five inch. Yeah, twenty-five inch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see what else. The new Sony. You like this little thing? I'm not. No, I don't. I don't like it. I've the, never seen the RX One R hyphen two. Right. I'm just blown away that a forty-two megapixel. <laughs> Full frame camera with a fixed lens yeah. is like it's, four thousand dollars. That's that's the sensor from the thirty three hundred. Yeah, the the but but it's the sensor from the A seven R two right or whatever. Essentially, I thought the A seven R two was smaller. Was it thirty six megapixel? Maybe it's no, 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 no. It's forty. It's forty something. Is it? So yeah, same yeah, thing, yeah. just with a fixed lens. So that so this is basically Sony's answer to the X one hundred T from Fuji. Uh, yeah, but the oh, okay, yeah, okay, I can see that in the yeah. sense that it's a fixed lens yeah. kind of rangefindery yeah. style. Yeah, sure, camera. right. But this is a higher end camera than that one, sure, uh, and feels very different um, in the sense that it's um, in the sense that it's thirty three hundred dollars. Um, that's a lot I can't, of money. I can't keep up with. I mean, Sony is just pumping out cameras. Too, too many models. It seems like it. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's it, with the amount of money that, that you're spending on them. Like, let's say you buy the a seven S yeah. at 2,500. What was that a year ago? Yes. So now the a seven S two is out and yep. it's 3000 and you had to buy external recorders for the a seven S because it didn't record 4k internally, but now the a seven S two does. Yeah. So now you don't need the things that so you bought last year. In addition kinda, to the camera, do you kind of want to uh, say just with Sony, just wait six months and there'll be a new camera. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that they are playing not, not catch up in the sense that people are ahead of them, but catch up in the sense that they're trying to prove that they're serious competitors in the space. So maybe that their maybe their their product flow will slow down once they reach some sort of maturity. I still, as much as I like, I mean the the images, the sensors are amazing and stuff. The Sony cameras just still feel like weird little Sony boxes to me. I don't I don't like the way they feel. I'm I'm not a I don't big like fan the interfaces. Of the I don't like anything about holding them. Yeah, uh, I I have messed with Patrick's uh, A seven R two A seven R. Okay. Eight seven two. I don't know what I don't know what model yeah. is, but it's the you know, and apparently the the the, the S is a little different. But it, the end result is is they they make beautiful f- pictures and they make beautiful footage. I mean, what's the na- the native ISO on the on the S is like thirty two hundred thirty two hundred ISO. Yeah, Claude has one. Pretty wild. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're cool. Hey, by the way, I watched some of that uh, Andy Goldsworthy. Yep. Uh, documentary. The and I river, just rivers and tires. Streams yeah. And tires, yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I found really interesting, and this is just a quick little observation is that a lot of his art, it isn't like technically like amazing, right? It's like, he's not, he's not a virtuoso, right? What it is, is sort of, you're walking in the middle of the woods and suddenly there's a puddle on the ground that's completely covered with yellow flower buds, you know, which would never happen naturally. Right. And so 
what you what you kind of think is oh humans were here it feels like a lot of his stuff is like that okay see what i'm saying and, and i yep. don't mean that in a bad way at all no i got you i, got I just you. i i think that and i think it's actually really beautiful so it's just sort of making order out of chaos that's kind of how it feels to me when i watch him work uh He's, i yeah i could see that i could see where you'd pull that you know like i, I think it's also a a testament to to sort of patience and and process i mean a lot oh, of yeah, absolutely stuff takes yeah, yeah. forever yeah yeah, but that's but I feel like that's what he gets out of it. But the, somebody looking at it, it's just like, oh, it's a bunch of uh, um, wool along the edge of a brick wall, you know, of a, of a rock stone wall. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, that never would have been there naturally. So somebody must have been here. And and, and, and I'm OK with that because like uh-huh. th- that's the way a lot of how I see art is all about just sort of showing I was here. You know, ultimately, it's all just Kilroy was here. You know, maybe I see. maybe that's all that life really is. Life is just Kilroy was here. Yeah. Life is just looking for Kilroy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just anyway. I, uh, I, there, there is something about his stuff that, that is such a, there's such a deep chord that gets sort of strummed seeing his, his work. Yeah. Um, there, there was one thing in the, in the film that he did where, where there were these leaves that were all connected and, and the, they went down a stream and he did this coil. And as, as the one caught the current, it uncoiled the rest of them and took them all down the stream. And you're just like, what? That is amazing. Yeah, that's cool. And then he just sort of sets it in motion and walks away. Yeah. You know, that, that, I think that's one of the things that strikes me so, so deeply about his work is he creates it and walks away. Yeah. And and let's let's nature sort of do what it may with with the work. Yeah, but I I I, I like the idea that 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 it, you know he makes it and he like lets it go and the and the 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 joy that he gets out of it is the fact that it has been made. Mm-hmm. 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 That's kind of cool. Like so, what happens to it after he leaves? He doesn't really care. It's like right. It's just it's well, it's and, like, and more often than not, he's he's not there to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the chance to make it anyway. It's just it's a really beautiful idea, you know. I agree. Uh, so anyway, I just want to put that in there. Yeah. All right, where do you want to go? Rivers what do we got? And tides. Uh, Talk about last week's assignment. Did I just did I just close out my thing? You closed out your thing. My browser. You, you selling all your stuff? Close out sale. Close out sale. There's a running, uh, no, there's a running joke. Already. I'm, I'm on a, a, a gap email list, you know, and, uh, just kind of fell into it, but I'm, and there's a, they, they, they keep selling it. It's always 40% off. And it's like this weekend only 40% off. And then Monday comes, they're like this week, 40% off. Right. <laughs> so right. Like, it's constantly Perpetually 40%, 40% off. off. Yeah. And, and Heather and I, I mean, it's kind of the point where it's a running joke with Conrad and I, which is just really funny. In fact, I just got an email from them an extra 40% off your purchase. And then down the bottom, it goes, it just got better up to 60% off. Nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, how do people uh, do on this assignment? What are we doing? Good stuff. Really interesting work. Absence. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, James Partridge. I, I really dig this picture. Uh, that you that you put up uh, just myself, my camera, and my process watching the tide leave the shoreline, exposing the mud flats, leaving them in a state of absence until it's time for the water to make its return. Beautiful thought, lovely image, well done, you. Oh yeah, you um, know I like that one. That was with the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been a really long exposure, multiple exposures. What is that? Yeah. It's nice, is what that is. Yeah, 
Yeah. I like Mo Morgan's picture too of all like the weird stains on the wall behind yep. the people. Yep. That's cool. Um Andrew Shields, uh this is kind of a, a throwback to to our time at, on the Jersey Shore. Uh pinball play surfaces putting on the uh, they put them on the ceiling of a, of an arcade. That's a really neat idea. Isn't that cool? Just just large enough to get mice through. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're not the only thing there. Yeah. No, no, no. That, uh, that's beautiful. Andrew Shields, good stuff. Uh, Tom in Michigan. Tom in Michigan posting a photo of film that he hasn't had developed in 15 years. Hey, I just shot film over the weekend. I finished off that roll, got some HP5. Have you uh, have you processed it yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, you know, you made the crack about me and the Leica. It's just like, yeah, but this the Leica I was playing hey, last night, it. I just put a card in. And it just yeah, gives me well, images that I pop you know in my what? computer. What is it, five grand for that thing? Eight grand. Ugh. Yeah, I know. And he, he uh, Kent owns a monochrome too, but he didn't have it there. And I was like, oh, and I set the camera to black and white and the black and white looks beautiful. Like they look like film scans. And he's just like, you think that's good? He's just like, the monochrome just blows it away. <laughs> Jeremy Bryant absence, uh, what, like an inflatable doll on the lawn of, is that, is that Freddie's house? Uh, yeah. Or it's somewhere Freddy's, along Bellwood's ride home. Front. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> We love you, oh, Alan. Oh my God. Hey, Alan shaved his beard. He did? I did not see this. Where? Where? Uh God, where did he post it? Alan, send Bill a picture. All right, I'm yeah, gonna, it's go. gone. Oh it's my gone. God. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. That scares me a little bit. The thing was a, a work of art. Weird. Yeah. All right, I'll have to find it. I think uh, I think he's selling it to fishermen to make rope. <laughs> Or to Rapunzel. That's right. Uh, Yeah, it looks terrific. You look great, Alan. Uh, So, yeah, lots of great stuff. So go take a look. Um, Some fun conversation happening in the comments. Uh, uh, We got great people on this group. Yeah. Comments are really good. Everyone's like really polite and nice to each other, like supportive, not like over like, oh, my God, it's amazing. But just it's not phony. It feels very authentic. Very authentic. It's great. Uh, Robert Barone. Did we decide it was Barone? Barone? Barone. 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 Eh. Eh, Bobby. Yeah. All right. So I love this. Uh, the absence assignment made me think of these two photos, but since I didn't take them, I'll post a photo sharing, but still a terrific idea, Robert. Completely valid. Uh, one was taken 60 years ago. I'm the baby. The other was taken recently by a young woman who lives in the Bronx. She had seen my photo on Flickr and having recognized the exact place where my mother was, where my mother and I were picnicking, she took this photograph. Odd, isn't it? Just a little family snapshot taken so long ago. Some photos haunt our memories and sometimes these photos can even haunt the places they were taken. Uh, And this is what we do when we take photographs. We try to remain, to hang on, to be present and to fill the empty spaces with what? Ourselves? Love this, Robert. So thank you for sharing that. Man, that's, a, that's like written for you. It really that's is. That's like Sidoris porn. Right, what? Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now. Oh. Title. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, Rob Eves. Eves? Eves? Rob Eves? Rob? Yeah. Uh, Bombay Beach. If you have not, if you are in Bombay or Beach near, is so weird. It is a creepy as hell place uh if you have not been to bombay beach uh at the salton sea i I can't recommend it enough for its creep factor yes uh there is also you know what maybe we can put this in the show notes as a 
as a thing. There's a Bombay Beach documentary yes. called, appropriately, Bombay Beach. Uh, it may still be on Netflix. Uh, here's the trailer. Maybe we can put this in the, in the notes if you don't mind. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, anyway, really odd and wonderful place. I've been there a few times and it's it was supposed to be this this sort of, you know, uh, the the American Riviera or an alternative to Palm Springs or something yeah. in the 50s. And it just and never the took run, off. The, the runoff from all the uh, bad agriculture apparently yeah. killed all the yeah. fish. And- yeah. Very, very smelly place. Uh, the beaches are like crushed fish skeletons and you know, I drove skeletons. down there years ago before I met you I was I went to uh, Palm Desert for a for a conference with mm-hmm. Conrad mm-hmm. and she was working and so I drove down to Bombay Beach which was a little bit of a drive from there sure uh but like halfway down I stopped at a gas station to get stuff and I felt like I was already in Mexico like I, I was like wait did I go too far and cross the border <laughs> like yeah, like I was just like wow we're like really out in it you know it's a place yeah, yeah. And there's there's a there's a, a bunch of submerged buildings there's a submerged train yep because uh, the train used to go across from from uh, oh gosh from the one side to Nyland was the other side I can't remember what the the other city was but it's it's a weird place man it's a fascinating thing yeah uh got anything else what are we, so what, next week you all right with this one what do you think you like this twisted it's fun twisted twisted i want to see twisted because halloween's coming up twisted okay so it's like sick well th- not necessarily i'm oh. just saying twisted i'm just throwing it out there as an alternative well you know i think i need to head down to astro donuts today mm. glazed and twisted ah uh, that's what i'm saying donuts yummy yeah uh, all right, so let's do hashtag twisted. twisted. All right, hashtag all right. twisted. All right, photographer of the week this week. I know you don't like this one. This is this is gonna this is gonna ring a few ears for you guys out there. Tabitha Soren. Everyone is just going really. T-? All the old people are going Tabitha Soren, yeah. and then the young people are yeah. going. Who's Tabitha Soren? Was was JJ Jackson unavailable? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Tabitha Soren, the uh, former uh, uh, um, VJ, was she a VJ or news person? She, I think she was more the news person uh, on MTV. Uh, has been a photographer for a long, long time. I mean, it, look, it's it's not like I don't like it. It's some yeah. of it's interesting. Yeah. It just ugh. I just think it's fun and different. Uh, yeah. you, you didn't. So she's got this set of pictures that you don't like. Where, uh, oh, the, the the fingerprint ones? Yeah, so she basically... Uh, now, here's my question. Do you think that they are double exposures, or do you think she smooshed onto glass? Hard to tell. It looks like... It, it looks, looks like, like a picture with, like, lots of fingerprints and, like, like the front of your iPhone, if you look at it on an angle, where right. it's all, like, fingerprints and, and smudges. Right. It's basically that over the top of yeah. images. Ineffective oleophobic <laughs> coating. Yes, exactly. Right. right. Uh, I, I I see what you're saying about them, but I also thought some of them were kind of interesting, especially the the one a few in where it's like a Russian scene behind it with just the red. Okay, that's the one I was just gonna say. It's like the the black and white and the one kind of little yeah. girl. Yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Neat. Uh, but the others, I'm not really fond of. Okay, I am. However, I like some of these pictures in the running section. I do uh, like that section. I will especially give you that. the first the first one's amazing. Uh, one, it looks like, like a sky. Nike ad. Yeah, it does. Um, like some a of these, lot of are, these look like Nike ads. So they're like women running through Excuse crazy. Out, well, actually, mostly women. There's a guy there uh, running like 
through water in like really crazy situations like up like highway on ramps and stuff. I think they're kind of interesting looking. I like the one of Hannah quite a bit. The reflection where she's running next to a truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's that? Click in there if you I'm backing up. Back it up. Yeah, Hannah, you like Hannah. Oh yeah, yeah, she just she she inverted it. Okay, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a there's a section of ones on the main site, the Panic Beach ones. Some of those are really beautiful too. Um I feel like I feel like if I saw these in a gallery, I would leave with a headache from rolling my eyes so much at the cards next to them. Uh, yes. However, interestingly enough, on as far as labeling goes, she's pretty simple. So I wonder. But, if, you know, no, but I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I think the explanation them, of it, the opportunity to to add some sort of yeah. rhetoric around them is is. Hi. We'd all be better off if we uh, just didn't go crazy with trying to explain stuff. Hey, go back to the running thing for a second. Let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm right there. They are both wounded and heroic. Yeah. What, did she say that? Yeah. Or are you at making the very it end. Oh, no, at, at the, the end, end it's a thing? Uh, there you go. Uh, here's my question. You see how it's like Hillary 403435. What does the number yep. represent? Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the- It's not date. Is it? Is it like- shots of that person i took or maybe shots that day yeah but some of them are a lot of shots yeah i don't know uh uh what do we got here so uh they're both wounded and heroic the shoots themselves highlight the role of accident in art and life no one knows where they will actually end up see now I, i don't get that these are accidental at all they look very staged uh yes and in fact i think they're again there's an example of it being stronger if she didn't say anything in my opinion yeah it doesn't look like she just happened upon these people at all uh, but I thought that some of them were kind but of yeah, nice. they're interesting, definitely. Uh, so Tabitha Soren, photographer of the week, go Tabitha check it out. Soren. Good for her, getting a, a hey, big you know second what? career. I, yeah, I I love the idea of of this is what I want to do, and I'm going to explore this. Yep. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan of the work. Okay, fair enough. But but fair play for uh, for getting out and doing your thing. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Podcast at ontakingpictures.com, uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to call and leave us a message like Tom in Michigan always does, and we love it, Tom, 347-687-9411. Maybe Kent Miller will leave a message this week. He just, he, uh, he added another one. Oh, he sent us another one? Yeah. Just, uh, I think this oh, morning. Oh, this morning. I haven't yeah. listened to that one yet. Yeah. It's a question it's for three the minutes show. long. I, I got no three minutes. It's a question for the next show. All right, we'll yeah. put it in the next show. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, just a, a, a one little thing. Mike yep. Waller, love that portrait of you by Rinzi. So, oh, that's a nice one, yeah. Thanks for posting that. Nice. Uh, I guess he caught up with Rinzi and a uh, friend of the show, Ibarian X Pirello, at uh, the PIX event up in Seattle. Gotta love Ibarian X Pirello. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Guy. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Next week, well, technically, we're recording it, I guess, tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing a Q&A show. It'll be up next week. And then so we'll see this. you when I get back. Let's, you know what? Let's torment. Let's torment Bailward and, and Weathersby. We're going to have a whole new episode done. It's just going to be sitting in the can for It's just going to be sitting days. there on. That's right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to pay us, you can get pre. <laughs> that's a, Wait. Bum, what? Bum, bum. Yeah. Good stuff. Get it, get it a couple days early. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh. Business model. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, yeah, have a, what, one last thing. If anybody yeah. is listening to this and has any 
Don't miss things in Amsterdam, Bruges, Lille, or Paris. I've been to Paris before. I have not been to the other three. And the obvious big museums and stuff, don't worry about those. But any, like, weird cafe or weird little out-of-the-way place that isn't on other people's lists that you really loved, uh, send me an email, bill at billwadman.com or uh, on Twitter or something. Because I I don't like to miss things that people are like, oh, when you were there, you should have gone here. So send me a thing. All right, we'll see you and next week. And, 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 and we're getting close to the to the meetup, too, in D.C. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, I moved the... Are you going to be there? I will, I'm working on it, yes. I'm hoping to be there. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. I, th- I think my stepmother will be here uh, the day before. Oh, they're really? going They're going to New York for a week, uh, and I think they're coming down on that Saturday. Okay. All right. So... Well, we'll talk. I don't know. Maybe we can work it out so you can meet them. I'd love okay. that. Okay, sure. Uh, okay, thanks, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. No. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Going on and on the way we are for so long. To any fool, it's plain to see something's wrong. As this way. Everything we tried to make it right